Well, praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, and God bless you, and welcome again to the House of Faith. Let me say right away, if you are not following, uh, you may wish to do so, and if you do, click the little greenhouse button at the top of the room next to House of Faith, and uh, you can follow us that way. God bless you. God bless you so much for being here with us. I am going to uh, get this room started right away. So today we're going to be talking about blessings in season and out of season. Amen. So uh, just follow right along and I believe God's going to uh, really bless everyone today. So, um, you know, what does that really mean, blessings in season and out of season? Well, the first thing I want to say is this, you know, there is no such thing as out of season with God. So let me, let me clear that one right away. Uh, you know, sometimes I hear, actually a lot of times I hear, you know, things like, well, it's your season of blessing, it's this and that and so forth. And there is, you know, there are actually scriptures that may suggest that, you know, but you stay with me today and God's going to bless your heart. There is a story in the book of Luke, I mean, uh, in the book of John, uh, there is a story there in John chapter 5. And we see in that story, you know, this, uh, you know, this man that kept coming, you know, looking for that, you know, uh, special season. You know, the Bible said that there was, you know, at a season, you know, there was at a season that, you know, the angel would come there, he would stir up the water and so on and so forth. You know, so there was a special season where that happened, you know, and uh, everybody waited for that season, you know, to to happen when the angel. So let me read it to you from John chapter five and verse three. You know, uh, I will actually start from verse um, verse three. You know, it says, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, of halt, withered and waiting for the moving of the water you know for an angel went down at a certain season at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was healed or made whole of whatsoever disease he had and there was a certain man there and you know the rest of the story you know so <laughs> it so much turned out that look People were expecting this certain season. So maybe this is what makes people, you know, read the scripture today and say, oh yeah, it's season of your blessing and so forth. But let me tell you the rest of the story in this very story here. When Jesus came upon the scene, knowing that this man had been in that condition for a long time, and also knowing that this man, just like every single time that he tried to get in that water, you know, somebody got ahead of him because of his condition. He was lame and he couldn't get any help, you know. And this man in his mind looking for human help. He said, well, there's nobody to help me. You know, then this is what a lot of people say at times. You know, there's nobody to help me. There's this and that, you know. So, but Jesus said, look, and this man, he asked the man, would you be made whole? The man said, you know, he must have thought in his mind. What kind of question is here? I'm, you know, that I'm coming here every time looking for, waiting for this season. 
And Jesus basically said, forget about the season. Forget about the moving of the water and forget about the angel. I'm right here, right now. <laughs> you know, so this is what I want to talk to us about today. You know, forget about some season. You know, because people, you know, say, oh, your season and so forth. So when, it, you know, so what if it is not that season? Then what happens? You know, so, but God wants you to be blessed in season and out of season. You know, so, you know, and for anybody that trusts in the word of the Lord, you know, he says in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, you know, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, you know. Sits in the seat of his comfort, no, stands in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the word does he meditate day and night. And what will happen to him? He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, you know, that brings forth his sin, I mean, you know, his fruit in, in the season, and his leaves will not wither. I mean, for this tree, there is nothing is withering. I mean, he's, he's flourishing all the time because of the conditions. You know, in under which this tree is planted. This condition is this tree is planted by the rivers of living water. You know, this you know this tree is drawing from the rivers of living water all the time. <laughs> you know, and it's like, look, if that's you and you're drawing from the Lord all the time, you know, you can have whatever we will at any time. John fifteen and seven. If ye abide in me, are my words abide in you, then you can have whatsoever you will, you know, at any time. And there is a story in Mark chapter 11, and many of you know this story. Jesus came to a place, you know, close to Bethany, and he saw a fig tree afar off, something going on, you know. So he came there, but he didn't find any fruit on it. And there is a comment by the writer that said, well, for it was not the time of figs. Let me read it to you, starting from um, Mark 11 and chapter, I mean, 11 and verse 13. You know, from verse 12. On the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. That's Jesus. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. So this, for this fig tree, it was out of season. <laughs> you know, I mean, it wasn't the season of figs. You know, it's very clear right here that it was not yet the season. You know, so this tree was out of season. Well, Jesus knew that quite all right. But when Jesus came there, he saw that this tree was not producing and Jesus didn't care that it was out of season or not in season. And he said, because you're not bringing forth fruit, <laughs> no man will eat of you afterward. I mean, the Bible actually says that Jesus answered and said to the tree, which means Jesus actually spoke to the tree, you know, answered the situation around the tree that, look, you look like you have fruit, but you're not producing fruit. I mean, this tree, you know, you know, had the appearances, you know, it's like Revelation 3 and 1. He said, look, that has a name that thou leavest, but you are dead. This tree from afar off looked like it had something going. But, he, you know, if the tree had been withered afar off, Jesus wouldn't have even bothered, you know, to go there. But the tree from afar off looked like it would have something going, but it had nothing going. 
and the, and the tree was probably say, well, it's not in, I'm not in season. Well, Jesus didn't care that you're not in season. So that's a valuable lesson for us. As far as the Lord is concerned, there is no such thing as in season and out of season. You know, because the Lord never goes out of season. As a matter of fact, if you keep, if you, if you continue on this concept and this culture of a season of blessing and all of these things, that is the same thing as limiting the Holy One of Israel. You know, this is what the children of Israel were guilty of. They limited God. You know, so we're limiting God to a certain season. You're limiting God to this and that, you know. So this is the, you know, that story we read in John 5 is probably what makes people think that there is a season. Because that is a certain, certain season. The angel came down. But Jesus, you know, Jesus wiped all that away. He said, forget the season. Forget the water. Forget the angel. I'm right here. Right now. You know, so today, that's what I want to talk to us about. The Bible also tells us in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, similar to Psalms 1 and, you know, verses 1 to 3, that, you know, Whatsoever you do shall prosper. You know, whatsoever you do. Here's the, let me go right into this. What happens, you know, in this season, you know, blessing. So, you know, your season, I mean, the, the in-season blessing. Let me just explain that. The in-season blessing, which is what people think, is in-season is when you got a job. When you got a source of income. When the economy is good. When everything is going well, that's in season. And that's in season for everybody. <laughs> you know, you don't, I mean, look, if you got a job, you work two weeks, you know, here in the United States, most people after two weeks, they get paid, they get a paycheck. You know, so you work two weeks, you get a paycheck, or you work X number of days, whatever is the agreement with, and you get a paycheck. That's in season blessings. You work for it, you get, the, you get, you get the thing. You know, you plant, you know, you go to your backyard, you plant something, and, you know, in its season, it'll grow. Those, those are in season blessings. There's nothing, no, nothing supernatural about that. That's just the way that God already put it out there. You know, there are principles in God's kingdom, and He put those principles out there. So if you are working, if you are working, you will be getting a blessing. You know, from it. That's exactly how God expects it to be. So that's what is called your in-season blessing. Okay, so let's make sure that we understand that. You know, but what about when you don't have a job? What about when you are retired? What about when you don't have a source of income? What about when, you know, when everything else fails? Like in Habakkuk 3 and 17, he says, look, though, you know, there's Everything is cut off, <laughs> you know. I mean, this man, the conditions that this man described was like, you know, economic chaos. I mean, bankruptcy and everything. I mean, he just said, look, there is nothing going on. Everything is cut off. I, you know, what, what happens in that, in that situation, you know, when you are like that? So let's read it in Habakkuk 3 and 17. He says, look, although the fig tree shall not blossom. So the fig tree is not in its season, right? We just talked about the fig tree in Mark 11 that was out of season. And Jesus didn't care that it was out of season. He needed it to produce fruit, in season or out of season. Well, this fig tree is not blossoming because it's not in season. There is no fruit in the vines because the vines are out of season. The labor of the olive shall fail because the olives are out of season. The fields shall yield no meat because it is out of season. The flock shall be cut off. I mean, everything is out of season. 
you know, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. It's all completely out of season. There's chaos everywhere and so forth. But what is your own situation? Are you going to always, are you going to also be out of season with everybody else that's out of season? You know, this man said, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. And I will joy in the God of my salvation, for the Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places. You know, and he will, you know, for him, it's kind of like Job 22 and verse 29. When everybody else is saying there is a downcasting, you will be saying there is a lifting up. You know, there is a lifting up. Wow. You know, so when the people are out of season, you will be in season. Now, remember, there's no out of season with God. If we think of God as seasonal, then we are limiting the Holy One of Israel. So do not think of God as seasonal. And if you only think of God's blessings because you have a job, you have an income every two weeks, and you have this and that and so on, you know, then you know, then you are limited to that. But the Lord says in Philippians chapter 4 and 19, which everybody knows and quotes, you know, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. But it doesn't say that he will supply all your needs according to your job or according to your income or according to the job you have or you don't have. You know, even if you are retired, even if you don't have a source of income, you know, even if everybody says things are out of season for you, it should always be in season. It should always you should always be in season. Now, so let's get this culture and this mentality out of our head and say, your season of blessing is come. For me, I'm always in season. <laughs> you know, I'm always, that's my testimony. You, you can't argue it. That's my testimony. You know, you know, what is your testimony? You know, so I'm always in season. Every, every, in fact, you know, but I know that there are special. I'm not discounting that God can spend, send special blessings. But look, if you have faith, you can pierce you know, even things that are not in season. I'll tell you a story of a woman called a Syrophoenician. You know, it was she was a Greek and she was crying after Christ and say, Look, you know, thou son of David, this and that. And Jesus didn't answer her a word. Because Jesus said, Finally, I'm not sent but to the house of Israel. It's not yet time for the for the uh, you know for the Gentiles and stuff like that. This woman, she pierced the veil of time. You know, it didn't matter whether it was her time or not. She had real faith. And Jesus honored that. You know, this woman said, and when Jesus, you know, didn't answer her. In fact, Jesus said, look, I cannot take the uh, children's bread and give it to dogs. Now, that would have run off most people. Most people would run off and say, well, he called me dog. You know, they would just run off. But this woman, she said, I don't care whether it's the children's meat. I don't care whether it is time for the Jews or time for the Gentiles or what not, but I will still get my own portion. You know, after the children eat, something will fall down and I will get the crumbs. And the, the Lord said, oh my goodness, my, 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 I have not seen faith like this. You know, this woman pierced time. She didn't care about, you know, the curtains of time. You know, it's time or no time. You know, these stories are in the Bible for our admonition to to help us, you know, inspire our faith. You know, there are certain things that people say, you can't do that. Well, 
Jesus, Jesus didn't care about any such thing like that. Even though he put this story out there to, you know, to, to help us, to inspire us to believe something. It's kind of like, well, I can't give the children's bread to, to dogs. <laughs> you know, and that could run you off initially. David, when he was unhungered, in the days of Abiathar the priest, he went to the house of God, and there was nothing else to eat. Jesus told this story himself, you know, you know, and he said, look, you know, when they asked Jesus, you know, why are you doing this on the day, on the Sabbath day and so forth, he said, have you not read what David did and so on, you know, and when David got there, the priest said, look, I don't have any bread, common bread here, except what is assigned for the priests, and you guys are really not you know, the Levites and priests and so forth. So you don't, you know, it doesn't belong to you. You know, David pierced the veil. He didn't care. He wouldn't let these veils keep him back. You know, and he, he not only, he said, look, give me the bread already. It's even common bread. Don't call it holy bread. <laughs> give me the bread. You know, and when he got the bread, he not only ate the bread, he gave it even to his followers. And God didn't strike any one of them down. As a matter of fact, Jesus was testifying of it, you know, hundreds of years later. You know, so, you know, you, if you have real faith, you can pierce any veils of time, whether it's called season or no season. You know, it, does, it, it doesn't matter at all. Let me read some things to you from the Bible here. Psalms 99, I mean, sorry, Psalms 92. I'm going to read uh, verses uh, 12 and 15, 12 to 15. You know, this is, this is Psalm 92 and verses 12 to 15. Well, Remember what we said, first of all, in John chapter 15 and verse 7. Keep that in the back of your mind. And then plug this into, right into it. You know, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. We read it also in Psalm 1. Always flourishing. Shall grow like a cedar out of, you know, Babylon. I mean, Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord. You know, I mean, this was their concept in those days. It's like the presence of the Lord for us now. You know. But if you're planted there, you will always flourish in the courts of our Lord. Where are the courts of our Lord? The whole earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You know, so you will always flourish. Even in old age, said so they shall still be fat and flourishing. Even out of season. When everybody else says it's not season, you know, people say, well, it's not season for you to, to have a child because you are too old. You know, it does, there's no such thing with God. All he wants is, can you believe this? Can you believe this? You know, when I taught in the room on in the room about the essentials of faith, and I was talking about you know you know embracing it for your situation, people believe God for everything. I mean, actually, people. I'm not saying they believe God. People know that God can do everything. Believers, they know that God can do everything. But when it comes to this particular situation that they are in. Ah, no, then they worry whether God can actually do it. And that means you have not embraced it for that situation. Jesus asked Martha, you know, or said to Martha, thy brother will rise again. And she's all over the place. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know my brother will rise in the resurrection and so forth. You know, because for her, you know, it's not yet time for her brother to rise. She, he's dead now. So he can't rise again until in the resurrection. And Jesus said, forget all of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this. I am the resurrection and the life. I'm right here. Do you believe this? You know, because you can believe, you can say, you know, I know God can do all these things and so forth. But when you have a particular situation, believest thou this for that situation. You know, so, you know, the righteous will flourish all the time. 
The secret is in John 15 and 7. If you abide in me, if you don't abide, you will be withered away and you will be cut off as a dead branch. But if you abide in me and my words are abiding with you, you can ask whatsoever you will. There's no season to it. <laughs> you know, let's get away from that stuff. You know, there's no season to it. You know, you will always have a blessing. Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Let's read verses 18 and 17. You know, and let's know that, look, what God says, he also will perform. You know, what God says, he also will perform. He said, the Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. There's no season to it. There's no end. There's no, it's just, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. You know, when everybody else is saying, you know, there's a downcasting, like Job said in 22 and 29. You know, verse 22, chapter 22, 29. You will be saying there is a lifting up. For you, there is no downcasting. You know, there shall, you will not be ashamed even in the evil time. You know, and when everybody else says the days of famine, this is not the season for prosperity. This is not the season to be blessed. You say, you will be satisfied. You know, so for you, there is no in season and out of season. Well, but you got to walk your faith to believe it. <laughs> you know, when you're dwelling in that realm of faith, you're moving in that realm. You know, it's not like going in and out. You know, this is a life. You know, it's a life of faith, you know, that you're in. You know, sometimes today some people believe something and then tomorrow they don't believe. They are up and down all over the place. You know, you draw the graphics all over the place. No, you should have a life. He that, you know, abided in me, abided is present continuous. If you're abiding in him, and his word is abiding in you. Present continuous. There is no out of season with that. Let's look at Psalms 127 and verse 2. You know, many of his blessings are right here in the word of God. And we've got to know how to read this word and know what it is saying. You know, this is the, this is the person, you know, that is working a lot. And we don't, we're not making we're not making uh, light of this situation. You have to do this. You know, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, only to eat the bread of sorrows. You know, what does that mean? Well, I got to work two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, and so forth. Because, you know, that's, I think that that's where my blessing is coming. Well, it's a good thing for you to work. You know, it's a good thing for you to labor. Especially those who, you know, those of you who are young right now, you better labor hard. Lamentation 3 and 27. It is a good thing. That a man should bear the yoke during his youth. You know, so yeah, you work hard because there are evil days that are coming when you may not be able to work as hard. That's good. You know, but don't limit the blessing of God to all the, you know, rising up early, waking up, I mean, uh, staying up late and so forth. And all you got to do is still, you know, hand to mouth. Or how do they say, it? you know, earning money from hand to your mouth, you know, and so forth. You know, it, it's, you know, th that's limiting God to those, you know, to those things. And, you know, God is not limited. You know, he, in fact, he wants us to have abundant life. He talks about it in John chapter 10 and verse 10. I have come to give you abundant life. What does abundant life mean? Well, it's in many, many scriptures define it in many different ways. Third John chapter 2, uh, verse 2. You know, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in hell. You know, these things are there. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. I'm going to actually read that one, you know, so that you can appropriate it uh, 
you know, for yourself. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse nine. You know, he said, you know, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for his sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. I mean, how how else better can he say that? Right there. Jesus traded places with us. You know, and now you can trade all those sufferings, you can trade all of those things, you know, for an abundance. But you are still limited. God told Abraham, come out here, you know, and look over here. And he said, well, what do you see? And he said, well, I see this and that. I said, fine. You know, as far as your eyes can see, that's what I've given you. <laughs> you know, so, you know, once, once your eyes and your mind and your, you know, you are limited to these seasonal blessings... Well, that's all you can see, and that's all you can get, you know, because you're limited, and you keep saying, well, my season of blessings here. Your season of blessing is all the time, because the Lord is there all that time. You know, all you have to do is stay in His Word. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. The Bible says, look, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above. People quote these verses all the time, you know, but let's, let's break it down and... You know, take a look at what it actually says. You know, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Yeah, but don't stop there. <laughs> you know, it's according to the power that is working in you. How does this power come? You know, he, he can't do beyond that power. This power comes to you by the level of how you have appropriated the word of God and translated it to faith in your heart. You know, and walking in that realm. You know, if you can't, there are some people that things are just above their scope. If you tell a little kid now to give you the highest number that they know, they probably tell you, you know, maybe they're just a, you know, a small toddler. Maybe they'll tell you hundred. They can't think in terms of thousands or millions or even billions or even trillions. You just can't comprehend it. It's not there. You know, so and then you know, and some, you know, some little kid, you know, if you give them a quarter, that's all they know, and they're so excited. In fact, if you give them ten dollars. They may say, what is this? <laughs> because, you know, the, their capacity is only a quarter, you know. So it's according to the power that dwells inside of you. That power, that power comes inside of you. That power gets, you know, energized inside of you through faith in God's word. That's how that, that you know, that power gets energized. Now, Psalm 23 and verse 5, you know, you can, I mean, it's like the blessings of God are like a buffet, Okay, you take that from me today. The blessings of God are like a buffet. That's what God does, you know. And if you can believe it, you know, the, the supply of God never runs out. How does he do it? You know, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my... You can come there and take whatever, you know, it's there. You, you know, it's there. You know, don't think of it as seasonal. It's not seasonal. God's blessings are there with you all of the time you know and you know there may be devourers you know that have come and eaten the blessings of god from your life you know people people because of lack of wisdom lack of sound judgment lack of counsel lack of insight lack of understanding and all these things you know and you know disobedience to god's word and not following the principles of god's word you know sometimes the devourer will come in and eat up their blessings. Nevertheless, God says in Joel chapter 2 and verses 25 to 27 that he, you know, the Lord said, look, 
you know, your good, not only will he restore, if you read it from uh, verse 23, you know, he will not only restore, you know, but, you know, you're going to have plenty. You know, this is how the Lord does it. Be glad, therefore, I read it from verse 23. You children of Israel, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain moderately. Well, maybe that was the season. But now, you know, the people had the seasons before. You know, former rain versus latter rain. You know, it's the divide. You get this one, you get that one, and so forth. But he said, look, now, you know, I'm going to combine it for you. I'm going to take away the bridge between the, 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 the you know, the gap between the, you know, the, the former and the latter rain. In you know, I'm going to give you rain. Now, you know, you don't, you need to call it former rain or latter rain anymore. You know, it's rain. I'm going to combine them together for you, even in the same month. You know, you know that normally former rain and latter rain, there's a lot of gap in between, months in between. Former rain is the planting rain and the latter rain is the harvest rain. You know, those are the seasons, you know, and in between is, you know, it could be several months, you know, and so forth. But, you know, this scripture is telling you that, look, you know, while you are still planting, <laughs> you will be reaping. I mean, the blessing of God is overlapping, you know, at the same time, you know, so you're not really, you know, you're not really out of season. You're just flowing in the season. The floors shall be full of weed. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil, you know, and I will restore to you the years that the locusts has eaten. Well, Locusts ate a lot of things due to so many, you know, for whatever reason that people do things, you know, wrong or don't follow God's principles. Then locusts will eat, you know, through their, you know, through their, uh, what would have been their blessings. But in the book of Isaiah chapter 62, the Lord says, look, I will no more give your corn to be eaten by your enemies. You shall now eat in plenty and be satisfied. Back to Joel chapter 2. You'll be eating plenty and be satisfied and you praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. You will not be ashamed in the time of seasons or this or that's a season and there's no season. You know, with God, there is no, there is no beginning and there is no ending. You know, Genesis chapter 27 and verse 28 will talk to you about the dew of heaven. Well, you know, if you have faith and real faith, and that's what I'm teaching in these rooms, you know, you, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have these curtains that, you know, tradition and everything has put up. You know, you know, even when I, when I teach in my Walking with God series, I talk about the temple symbolism and I talk about these veils that, you know, people have put up over the years. You can't go in there, you know, you're not a Levite. You can't go in there, you're not a high priest. You know, well, when Jesus died on the cross, all those veils were torn in pieces. You know, God is not, no longer operating by, you know, the, you know, segregation. That's the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. You know, divide the people and conquer them and put them in a place where they cannot, you know, proceed forth. You know, and you don't, don't do the same thing to yourself, <laughs> you know. And don't put, don't put limitations on yourself by limiting God. You know, as far as your eyes can see, you know, that's what God said he would do. But, you know, that's not really my topic today. The topic is this. Just focus, I mean, don't just focus, rather, on certain season. At a certain season, the angel will come, will stare the water, and then I can get in there. Well, what if you don't get in there, <laughs> you know? 
And uh, most of the time, they don't get in there. You know, they almost this close and you always miss it. Almost this close and you always miss it. Oh, you know, and people say, well, I don't have anybody to help me. Well, nobody is going to help you because vain is the help of man. We taught the, you know, in the room last week and we said, look, Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 2 says, snap out of it already. <laughs> That's how I like to put it. You know, shake yourself from the dust. Lose yourself from the bands around your neck. You do it for yourself. Don't wait for anybody else. <laughs> you know, it's on you. It is on you. You know, and I often tell people, you know, Jesus said, look, ye blind leaders, ye blind gates and so forth. You know, if the blind lead the blind, they will both fall into the ditch, you know, and so forth. But I say, well, I also say to the people, you know, you know, both of those must be blind in order for them to fall into the ditch. You don't need to be blind, even if you have blind leaders. <laughs> you open your eyes wide because everybody is going to be responsible. We all have been given the word of God. You don't need anybody prophesying the word of God over you before you can understand it. You know, I often say to people, and I like to say it, and that's the reason why I keep on saying it when I teach faith, so that people can know that they can obtain these things directly from God themselves. You know, God sent Moses to talk to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 19. And he told them, I want you to be a kingdom of priests. You know, and so forth. And Peter quoted this in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. You know, and the people said, yeah, initially they said they would, you know, uh, obey the word. But they did not. You know, in Exodus 20, when they saw the thunderings and the lightnings and all these great things that were happening, they turn around and say, no, we cannot hear the voice of God. You know, we're going to die. You, Moses, go hear the voice of God and come tell us. <laughs> and, you know, they lost their birthright, you know, because God wanted to speak directly to them, you know, and they created for themselves this so-called, the thing so-called prophet, you know, and Moses became a prophet unto them. That wasn't God's intention, <laughs> you know, so... Don't be looking for a prophetic word. And this is why people are always looking. Oh, it's my season. Somebody prophesy over you that it's your season of blessing. Give you a prophetic word. You know, whereas the Bible says already, if you are planted by the rivers of living water, you will always bring forth seed in season. You, you know, you're not, your leaves will not wither away. You will always have, you have access yourself. You don't need somebody to tell you. Now, those things have their place. You know, I'm not bashing that. But, you know, the people people are so, you know, just like these children of Israel. They are so used to somebody else hearing from God and coming to tell them, you know. And that's not the perfect pattern in the kingdom. The children of the kingdom, you know, they relate directly to the king, you know. And so you hear directly. You know, if you're an ambassador, you don't need somebody else to tell you. You hear directly you know, from the commander-in-chief, and you know what you need to do. So today, that is my lesson to us. You know, what are we talking about? Let me summarize what I have talked about today before we open it up and then before we pray. You know, first of all, let's get rid of this concept of season of blessing. You know, what that concept dictates is that there is a time when you will not be blessed. So get rid of that. You know, because our God neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's not weary. He doesn't go on vacation. 
<laughs> you know, there's no time for he, with him. You know, he is all the same all the time. The limitations are on our side. When you think that there's a special season and God will only bless you. And then, well, then maybe that's a special season when you will only get blessed. And even that season, you may miss it. You know, so, you know, let's get rid of that. You know, the second thing is, you know, once you understand that, then you know, like in the story that we read, that Jesus came to the man and the man said, well, I'm waiting for the season. I'm waiting for the moving of the water. And Jesus said, forget the season, forget the moving of the water, forget the angel. You know, all those things are there for people who wait for seasons. Now, that's fine. God will, you know, the mercies of God are, you know, all take care of people. If you wait for seasons, that's fine. But right now, right here, I'm here. <laughs> you know, will you be made whole today? He said, well, I'm waiting for the season. He says, forget the season. Will you be made whole today? You know. So forget a season of blessing that somebody has prophesied over you, the season of blessing and the this and that, you know, and, and those are good, you know, but today where you have his word, harden not your heart. As in the day of provocation, when your father has tempted me 40 years in the wilderness, <laughs> you know, and they lost, you know, they it actually incurred the breach of promise finally and all the things that God promised them. You know, and I'll be, I'll be having a room on Saturday. I'll be talking more about that. You know, but this is our house of faith, our power right now. So I'm going to keep it brief. You know, the last thing we, I mean, the other thing we talked about is this. You know, you can, it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what culture, uh, what curtains culture have put there and tradition and all of these things that people have put there, you know, tradition of, churches over the over the ages to tell you that oh there's certain seasons for this and that you can if you have real faith god honors and god honors real faith you can pierce the veil at any time you know all those veils are man-made jesus tore them down when he died on the cross you know but all that you can read that in matthew 27 you know but all these man-made veils and all these things that keep god put god in a box you know, in a box, you know, and so on. So, and get rid of that. Now, I'm not collecting an offering. <laughs> you know, again, you know, so when people preach this kind of message, messages, they think it's an offering. No, you know, this is yours to have and to use anytime. This is your blessing. It's not tied to some, you give me an offering here and that. No, this is your blessing. It's yours. And if you know how to use it, you know, it's yours. Now, I'm not bashing people giving an offering. That's good. They can do that if they want. You know, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not looking for an offering today. You know, you, you won't even find a way to give me an offering in my profile. You know, that's my testimony. I'm not bashing anybody. But, you know, but I am giving you the word of God. The word of God. And this is not some you know, pro prosperity message. No, this is the word of God. You know, people carve the word of God out into different things. They carve out prosperity message. They carve out this one. This is the word of God, you know, and the word of God sustains itself. It is eternal. You know, don't slice it up one way or another, you know. So, you know, this is the things that we are preaching today. And remember, when everybody else says there is a casting down Job chapter 22 and verse 29 says, you will be saying there is a lifting up. But I want to tell you the preconditions 
for you to be able to have a season of blessing all the time. Never to have in season and out of season. I'm going to give it to you and then I'm going to round it up with that. Because people quote these things but they don't read the preconditions or the premises. And I like to say that behind every promise there is a premise. You know, so that's why I like to put it, you know, that way to help you remember. But there's a condition, you know, so to it. You know, this same Job 29, I mean 22, that's where I'm going to read it to you from. And I will take it from verse 21. And this is the text that you need to be aware of. Acquaint now thyself with him. <laughs> that's where it starts. There's an obligation on your part. It's like Jesus said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Same thing. Acquaint now thyself with him. Don't be running around looking for some word. You know, you yourself, you know, connect with him. You know, let the Lord be your own chief joy, yourself, you know. And when if you do that, you will be at peace. And thereby, good shall come unto you. Good shall come unto you if you do that. You know, wow. And he says, receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. You see, again, that ties to it. If my word abide in you. And lay up his words in your heart. <laughs> These are the conditions. You know. And if thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. And thou shalt put away iniquity. You know, get, get rid of all the things that offend the Holy Spirit. Return to the Almighty. And then what will happen? Then... Thou shalt lay up gold as dust. Oh my goodness. And the gold of Ophir as the stones of the brooks. Now everybody likes to lay up gold. <laughs> but you got to do these things. <laughs> Acquainting yourself with the Lord. You got to delight thyself in the Lord. Psalm 37. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. You got to do these things. Yea, the Almighty shall be your defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. If you do these things, it's not going to be in and out. You'll be flourishing all the time. For then shall thou make thy delight in the Lord, and thou shalt lift up thy voice, thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. You know, and there are even situations where you don't even need to pray. You know, we cover that in other rooms. You just speak the word to the situation, you know, and you know. But, you know, be careful now, you know, don't promise anything and don't do it. That's why he says, look, God does not have pleasure in fools that make promises. And they say, oh, if you do this for me, I'll do the other thing. And then when God does this, they forget the other thing. Don't do that. Pay your vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing. And it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon, I mean, thy ways. Just look at all the blessings by acquainting yourself with the Lord, by coming closer to him. And he says, finally, when men are cast down, this is the verse I gave, but I wanted to make sure that you read all the preceding verses. You know, when men are cast down because they're out of season. For you, <laughs> it's not out of season. You will be saying there's a lifting up. That's right. You know, so this is our uh, exhortation and our hour of power today. And if you can take this, and use it for yourself daily. It works every time. It works every time. You know, don't limit God to some season of the year. It works every time. Finally, remember that the title of today is Blessings 
in season and out of season. And tomorrow, I'll be covering a different subject, you know, that, that will help you to know that when God is in that situation, it's not over yet. You know, so we want you to flourish in faith. We want you to, you know, want your faith to grow. Because without faith, you can't really please the Lord. You know, and if you have real faith, <laughs> there's hardly anything, you know, that, you know, it will be beyond your grasp. You know, as long as it's according to the boundaries of the Word of God. So, you know, here's where I'm going to land my mic uh, today. And I, I do hope and trust that it's been a blessing to you. I hope that uh, you have engaged in the Lord, in the Spirit, because that's the thing. You know, you have to, as I teach in all my rooms, I ask people to engage the message in the Spirit, not in the flesh, because, you know, we do not know any man after the flesh anymore, not even the Lord. We're not doing things in the flesh. you, you got to do things in the Spirit. You know, so God bless everyone that has listened to this room before the conclusion of this room, after others have spoken. I will be doing a declaration of faith and a, you know, prayer of sorts, if you want, you know, and, uh, you know, help you to move into the realm where you can tear down the partition between the season and out of season. There's no such thing. Tear that down. And let the flow of God's blessings be for you every single day. My name is Pastor Yato, and I bless you in the name of the Lord. I'm going to turn the mic over to my lovely wife, Lady Ebon, that's in the pink background there, and to others after that that may want to comment or share on the topic. God bless you all.